A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today uh, is the wonderful Madeline Shaw. There's a strong chance you follow Madeline across the socials. Madeline is a nutritional therapist and author. And as we talk about on the podcast, Madeline was someone whose life was heading in one direction and she turned it around into another. And thankfully, uh, we have the success story that we have today. We also talk uh, about Madeline's work with Better You. Madeline has her own range with Better You. And as, as Madeline explains, people have reached out to her to say that they became pregnant thanks to Madeline's work. So it's, it's a fertility range. Uh, and as Madeline says, that's powerful stuff. When someone reaches out to you and says that they are embarking on the journey of parenthood and you've played a role in that, that's, that is, uh, that's incredible. So we talk about Madeline's life, we talk about her work, I also comment on the fact that her website, MadeleineShaw.com, it's one of, my, one of the most soothing websites that I've ever been on in my life. I'll tell you what, if you, if you need to calm down a little bit, especially as lockdown is easing, I don't want to jinx it by saying that, uh, and you find your anxiety increasing, check out MadeleineShaw.com. Your shoulders will drop about three inches. Uh, really loving to chat with Madeleine. Uh, a very soothing, calming presence. Uh, and as I say to Madeline, she should be hoovering up voiceover work. And I, I, I reckon Madeline had secretly had a similar thought. Uh, she's certainly got the, she's got, given what she does for a living, she's got the perfect uh, voice and indeed aura, spirit, call it whatever you like. I mean, talk about someone who's found their calling. Uh, Madeline sure has absolutely done that. We will hyperlink Madeline's work with with Better You. Uh, I mean, just to, just to have your own product range in conjunction with uh, a company such as Better You must be incredibly exciting. And to hold that, you know, when that product first comes out, to hold it in your hands, that must be uh, that must be quite the moment. And also, regular listeners, talk about variety being the spice of life. We've gone from Ric Flair the greatest wrestler of all time last week, to, to Madeline Shaw, nutritional therapist and well-being influencer within the space of uh, two episodes. We like to mix things up here at Balance. Uh, so here she is, the the wonderful, the soothing, the calming, 
the very inspiring Madeline Shaw. First and foremost, huge congratulations uh, with, with, I mean, with pretty much everything. But one thing I wanted to ask you about you is how how you ended up going from, because I know that your life was potentially going down a certain path. There was fizzy pop, something that I myself have had my own battles with, as my dentist will, uh, will, will attest. But you had that, there was the unhealthy eating, and then you, you, you know, you effectively turned your life around. Can you just explain, explain what, what happened there? Because it's something that a lot of people would love to do, but it's not always, you know, life gets in the way, I guess. 100%. So it probably kind of started when I moved to Australia. Um, my family are all from New Zealand, um, but for some reason I was obsessed with Australians and <laughs> was meant to go to Newcastle University and ended up going to Sydney University for my degree and while I was living over there I had really bad digestive problems and got diagnosed with IBS and really started to look at like what I was eating what I was drinking and the thoughts I had and the kind of lifestyle that I was living and I think you know I definitely wasn't looking after my body I really didn't think about nutrition at all I probably went down the sort of low fat diet kind of food that was being like pushed at us at that time I drunk copious amounts of alcohol partied most nights as you know a lot of students do sure. um, and I think I had a really uh, negative relationship with myself my self-talk was quite unkind and I didn't think very much of myself and I think that when I started to take up yoga get interested in meditation, get interested in nutrition and basically ended up eating at this cafe so much they gave me a job and that's how I got into food that I really had to do like a kind of full um, full change of, of loads of different parts of my life. So it probably started with food, but then it kind of came into like lots and lots of different areas because I think probably when you start to think about what you eat then you think about how you move then you think about your thoughts you think about how you purchase things it kind of spirals doesn't it so it was probably the diagnosis of IBS and living in Australia where wellness and health is a way of life people kind of exercise together you know outdoors and um, you know go on walks and go on runs and you know eating well and looking after yourself is kind of part of everyday life and I really soaked that up and, and loved that philosophy that it's not about dieting or deprivation for the beach holiday it's about looking after yourself every day um, and as I said I started working in this cafe and had probably spent a good like five or six years not knowing what I was going to do as a career I did I studied ancient history um, at university as something I was interested in but nothing that I was going to kind of go into but probably from about the age of 15 I was like interning at different places from investment banks you know I did dog walking fashion interiors like I was I was really trying to understand where my place was going to be after university. And when I started cooking and, and getting into food, it just felt natural. Like I can't explain it. There was no like thought process. I wasn't professionally trained. I was just like, this feels really good. And I feel like not only am I enjoying myself, but I feel like I can help people with this. And 
and you know really help people feel confident in the kitchen and cook healthy food that's not only good for them but like also tastes really good as well was it did it feel like home once you'd found this was it was it like a calling you know I've I've interviewed some people and it almost feels like a like like a a bungee cord is being pulled once they find whatever that magical correct thing is was it like that with you with with food and then into well-being definitely I mean at the time so we're talking about you know nine almost ten years ago their blogging and wellness and a, a career of what I do now was not a career so I didn't like there was no sensibility of it there was no like this is what you do next so I had no idea how I was going to do it but I absolutely knew in my gut this is what I had to do and there was no swaying me or you know trying to like try something else I was like I have to just go for this and I'll get lots of little jobs along the way to kind of um support it until it comes into something but I just felt so passionate about it and I think I felt like yeah I I felt like I fitted in even though I was totally new and and I didn't know much about it but it just felt right and exciting and interesting and something I could yeah kind of bring my magic to could you could you just say a few words about how that what that is like because this is this was such a new thing especially 10 years ago this world of um you know I know some people don't like the word influencer but influencers bloggers vloggers and so on I mean I I sound every I sound every year of my 42 years the way I'm describing this (laughs) but you some of these young kids no but I mean Obviously, it hasn't been around that long. So for, for you, you know, I guess it was like the planets had aligned, wasn't it? You're, the timing was, it, it couldn't have been better, I, I'm guessing. Absolutely, yeah. And I think I come from two parents who are uber passionate about their jobs, both knew what they wanted to do at age 14. One's a physio, one's a psychiatrist, and have continued to do that and love, you know, wake up every Monday morning, love what they do. So I think I have been very lucky to have that drilled into me. Be whoever you want to be, choose whatever path you want to do, but with knowing that career and, you know, what you do for work can align in this beautiful sort of passion and pleasure together. Do you you ever pinch yourself with that? Because, you know, you and I will know lots of people who, I mean, one one of my best mates, literally wakes up on a morning and it's like, oh, God. I've got to do this again and I've got to do it to pay for the mortgage and the, you know, wife, kids, et cetera. Whereas to, to, to find that, uh, to find a vocation where that you actually enjoy is, I mean, that's, that's the dream, isn't it? It really is. And I, I feel gratitude absolutely every day for it. And it's something I reflect on all the time. And I think in a way, probably just through osmosis for my parents it's almost all I knew so it's kind of and my brother and sister have done the same thing you know it's just sort of amazing that it was like all we knew so we just ended up falling into it um, I'm guessing that skill set uh, has served you well this past uh, 12 months definitely I think that you know I feel very lucky that I've always worked from home and I've mainly worked online, a bit in person, but it's mainly been online. So I've been able to kind of continue that on. Um, it's definitely made me 
understand how much joy and purpose my job brings me um, to be able to still do it because I know a lot of people haven't been able to you know work and that's been really difficult for lots of people to not have that purpose and that reason to kind of get up on a Monday morning so I feel yeah I feel really lucky um and I think purpose is really interesting and I guess I was really young to kind of find mine even though it felt like I'd been searching for a really long time um in the relative scheme of things I was very lucky and young to kind of figure out what I want to do and that's true as well isn't it at the time you can think that something's going on forever and then you look back with the benefit of hindsight and that I mean I guess that's like a blip now when you look back those not wilderness years but the the years the, the, the time where you're not quite sure at the time, it feels like an eternity. But once you find that passion, that calling, then you're away, aren't you? A hundred percent. And, you know, I've I've learned so many things. Definitely what defines success to me. That's been something that I've had to change. You know, at one point I had quite a big team before I gave birth to my son. And then I realised I'd sort of put myself out of a job and I was just managing people. And I wasn't creative. I wasn't doing any of the things that I loved. I was just HR. And I really didn't enjoy that. And I kind of, yeah, when I gave birth, kind of reduced my team. And it's just me and one other person. And I get to be much more hands-on and and do the recipes and be creative. And actually, that's why I did it. Like, that's why I always wanted freedom. And I had to really think, because I think sometimes you think, oh, success is having the office the big team, the glitteriness, but actually that was not success to me at all. Success to me was freedom, creativity, being kind of, uh, yeah, sort of there to create the work and create the content rather than manage other people. And it's a case of be careful what you wish for, isn't it? Because you know, <laughs> on the way up, like you say, you've got this, this mental image, oh, when that happens, then everything will be perfect. And then, as you say, People are take people are doing the very things that that, that you love doing, and uh, I mean, good for you for realizing that, though. Yeah, I think it was it was difficult at the time, but it was definitely a great realization. And I think I am constantly evaluating what that what my values are and how I'm al- like aligning with my values. I don't know if you've ended done any kind of work on knowing your values, but I think it's one of the most helpful things to to figure out. Now I've done. I've been very lucky that I've done a lot of different, uh, you know, weird and wonderful things. But values, <laughs> no. Now please explain. I'm I'm all over this. Okay, so I've done it with a life coach, um, and I've done it with a few people along the way. But often you can look at lots of like different values, and they they might be like a hundred different ones, and you have a look at like which ones are most important to you and you have to be really honest with yourself because I think a lot of people sometimes will pick something like money or I don't know uh beauty or something like that and actually when you when you peel it back it's actually security or it's um you know stability or something like that so you have to be super honest with yourself and there are some key questions you can ask around them to figure out and there's lots of this online or you can work with a coach but my main value is freedom and every time I kind of make a big decision or things change for me I come back and I go will I still feel free if I do this like does do I have freedom with you know this opportunity or this change of direction and I think if you know 
the more we know about ourselves, the better. I'm sure you can agree with that. But I think knowing your values and and say, come up with, say, three. And if you can kind of stick by them with work, but also in your relationships, you know, um, with friends and family, um, you know, your loved ones. And I think it really, really helps that things run smoothly. And it's sometimes when you hit a crossroads or things aren't working, it's probably because it doesn't align with your values. Oh, so good. I bet, it's, I bet it's really powerful, isn't it, to, to do? A hundred percent. It's really helpful and it's really good, you know, to reflect on different times that things haven't worked out and be super honest with yourself. Like, because I think, you know, everyone wants to have these shiny, like, sparkly values, but actually, like, what is your true, true value and, like, peeling it back is really important. I once did a thing, I don't know if you've ever done uh, rebirthing. Because I, I basically, what I'm getting at here is I cry at the drop of a hat and I did this rebirthing. <laughs> uh, you go back and visit your, I mean, you, you you know, your age might be different, but I, went, I think I went back and visited like the 14-year-old me. And this woman said, you know, what do you want to say to 14-year-old you? And within 10 seconds, <laughs> you know, but um, stays, it does stay with you though, stuff like that, doesn't it? A hundred percent. Those little comments that, people said or, or or didn't say along the way I, mean, I definitely have some weird ones of like this one boy telling me when I was eight that I looked better with my hair done down than my hair up and you know you just think what is the most stupid thing that you've like kept in your head these like silly little comments that people make about you but the, you start building your you start building your personality on them don't you and then you go you know screw that I'm not, I can wear my hair off if I want to. <laughs> I think uh, the reason why my jaw like, hit my desk then is because I don't, I don't think, not enough people realise that, that what might seem tiny moments in our lives can end up having the most profound impact. There's a friend of mine, he's a, he's a how can I put this, he's a successful in the world of comedy, right? And he's a, he's a very good comedian, but he doesn't always enjoy performing. That sounds ridiculous, but he's very talented and he went to go see a therapist to try get this sorted once and for all. And they worked it out. He was at school reading out a list of the cricket team, but doing it, funny voices, making jokes. And one of his mates just went, why don't you just shut up? Right? He would have been 12 years old. And that they worked it out in this one session. It, my friend said it was like a knot was being on, it was untied. And then from then on, hit the stage with gusto. But I mean that, and that's, uh, to the to someone who's not au fait with that sort of stuff, you might think that's ridiculous. But that's I mean that's exactly what I mean. That's you can totally relate to that. Mm. I have this battle though between obviously you want to go back and heal those wounds and and understand that, but then a part of me is like we need to be more resilient that we can you know people are going to knock you down and say mean things to you your entire life, right? Yeah. We also need to be resilient to go you know what, he did laugh at me and that sucks, but actually I'm better than that and I'm I'm stronger than those words. So I don't know, I, I, I'm torn between the two of like healing, you know, feeling, but also building the resilience and being like, you know what, if that, if it's going to be this one little comment that's, you know, stopping him from performing or me from being who I want to be, like, you know, I've got to be bigger than that. That, absolutely. And I've like, I, <laughs> I I've got the hairline that I've got because I have this constant battle of, you know, but um, the, I interviewed uh, a woman called Esther Wojcicki and she's, 
her nickname is something like the godmother of Silicon Valley and she's worked with, I mean, she must be in her seventies now, but like her, you know, one daughter uh, is some giant in the tech world, another child. And then as a teacher, she's taught people who've gone on to become, you know, NBA stars, Congress people. And I mean, her, her role of honor is ridiculous on and on and on and on. And her big thing is resilience. And this sounds sounds awful but it stayed with me and, and my wife we've got two young girls and a big thing of Esther Wojcicki's is she doesn't like the fact that <laughs> out of context this sounds terrible she doesn't like the fact that children's playgrounds are, rub- are rubberized and super duper safe because okay. that is not a good life lesson so her point is the four-year-old boy flies off the roundabout in this day and age bounces off the lovely rubbery floor and he's absolutely fine. Whereas, you know, back in the day, I mean, I, I'm, you know, in the eighties, that would have been concrete. And yeah. the lesson is you learn resilience and also you don't mess around again. Uh, and so again, this sounds terrible. If one of our girls falls up, they're very young, but if one of them falls over, the, the power of Esther Wojcicki has stayed with us so much that we have to wait and the girl has to get herself back up. Now we've got some funny looks as it to say, are you monsters? You know, and obviously I can't carry Esther's book everywhere. Oh, chapter seven. Um, but I mean, but it's true, isn't it? Resilience is is so important if we are going to to grow. Mm. Well, I think they. I'm not sure what country it is, um, but they put their children into the wild, like into the full on like forest, and then they say you've got to make your way home. And apparently, there's a lot less anxiety in children there. Um, and I think that I think it's it's super hard because I I'm also a parent and I I have a, that battle of I want to let him run and have free but I also have the fear of something <laughs> bad happening to him and I I do have to yeah kind of to and fro from it I it, it it's tricky it's not an easy one that's for sure. Um, what what age is, is your son? Uh, he's three. So yeah, uh, right. Okay, may I ask one parent to another, and I'll, I'll hold my hands up high into the air on this one. Lockdown one was 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 okay, and the, the, I know you, you you have had the full homeschooling, but you know I'm sure you know still uh, still more than a handful. For whatever reason, lockdown three when it I mean when it came to the homeschooling and just sweet lord, um, a couple of times I had to leave the house and, and scream into that metaphorical pillow. Um, I, I just how was how was it for you? Because I know a lot of parents uh, found have found it really tough in recent weeks. Yeah, I mean, because my son's three, he still goes to nursery. Thank goodness, I'm <laughs> very, very lucky. I even though my I I feel like yeah, it was re- really challenging working alongside and that battle of like, can I have another snack? I want your attention for this and you trying to work at the same time like I did find really difficult but I I think that I was yeah in a privileged position that he went to nursery um I only have one um so that's maybe half as easy no, 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 no. together I don't know <laughs> um but yeah I think the lot the kind of winter lockdowns definitely harder just because it was it's cold it's such a miserable month anyway and I think for me joy comes from having dinner with friends yeah. you, know, you know those are kind of the months where you really like to like 
create some nice joyful times and and not having that and then having to do the relentless relentlessness of parenting was really tricky and I agree I think the April lockdown the beginning I was like this is so nice and it was funny and like we had so much family time and (laughs) and then yeah you kind of you want a bit of a change um but yeah it's it has it's been a really strange year and I think I've yeah I've definitely had to like cope with lots of different things mentally I think probably all of us have and we've probably like had different battles to go through um how have you been uh I um I'd say overall overall absolutely you know what a term I use a lot is absolutely fine um the bit the, the, there were a couple of there were a couple of wobbles. There was one. There, was, there, were, there were two days in particular consecutively, where yeah, that was a struggle. I got. Um, we have a. We. I'm, sh- I'm sharing way too much here. We have. We have an exercise bike. Now we got. We got this way before lockdown, and my wife said, "Get rid of it. You don't use it." <laughs> and then lockdown kicked in, and this thing. If I could, if I could rename it the marriage saver, I. I'd, I'd smash a bottle against it, whatever. Full ceremony. Um, so I'd say that that was a uh, that that was a huge that was such a huge help and continues to be. Um, how about yourself? Was was did you have any? If my exercise bike was my unlikely lockdown hero, did, how about yourself? Hmm, I haven't thought about that. I think hmm, my lockdown hero. I think probably podcasts just listening to podcasts and going out for a walk by myself I think I need you know I work from home I do have someone who works with me but I do work a lot alone and not having that alone time I really struggled with because normally it's like everyone leaves and then they come back and it's like oh that's so nice and just having that constant like there's no leaving so being able to leave going for a walk by myself with no one else just me and and you know, whatever I was listening to definitely was uh, something for me. And um, yeah, probably sounds quite cliche because I cook anyway, but just cooking more, cooking more experimental things um, and lots of family games as well. That was probably like the things that brought me a lot of joy. Now, I ask this question with my team, uh, Madeline Shaw, hat on but I, I i i'm putting words in your mouth i sound like your publicist as i'm about to say this <laughs> but i imagine the demand for project madeline shaw has, has surely never been higher as we as more and more of us seek uh help from from other people is that is that fair to say yeah definitely i think more people are cooking at home people who potentially weren't interested in health before have been uh, much more interested also like we're just you know normally in a day a lot of people might grab their breakfast on the go grab their lunch on the go maybe even grab their dinner on the go at their office and now suddenly they're going to have to do all at home so I think yeah supplying more quick fun easy healthy recipes giving more tips about how to boost your immune system or how to you know reduce stress during this time I've done a lot of things on breathing and meditation um so yeah I think it's been yeah really interesting and great to see people so engaged in this because I think 
you know, I've always thought it was really important, but it's great when you see other people put that as a, a forefront, as an important thing as well. Now, I'm, I'm going full QVC here, Madeleine. I'm, I, make yeah. no, I make no apology for that. <laughs> the web, Your website, this, honestly, uh, uh, anyone listening to this is going to think, well, Ma- Madeleine must be transferring him money directly the way he's going to say it. <laughs> but I felt, I felt calmer just for spending time on your website. And obviously, you're thinking, yeah, you moron. That's the whole point of it. But... But, but but genuinely, I imagine a lot of a lot of thought must have gone into that because there is something soothing that the, the, the color choices, the picture choices. Uh, can you please talk us through that, Madeline? Because I, I feel like I feel like if ever I get stressed in future, I just need to spend ten minutes on uh, MadelineShaw.com. People say that about my voice and meditation. Yes, people say they just watch my YouTube videos to help them fall asleep. I was like, God, I'm so boring. <laughs> It was like, oh yeah, put her on. Um, so I think maybe I have that energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the thing is that there, that is a that is a. Someone said that to me. I'd say that was an insult, but that is a compliment, isn't it? Given what you do for a living, in a way, that is the. I mean, that's the that's the ultimate compliment, really. That I, you know what that person is saying is, I find you incredibly soothing. I mean, that's. No, but I tell you what, there's, I mean, I've been, I mean, I, I think part of the reason I got the balance gig is my addiction to self-help. It's one of the, one of the reasons anyway. So I've been this self-help fan for years. And, but there's, the, I can't say who it is. I'll tell you, I'll happily tell you off the show. But there's some, there's, there's a leading self-help person. How they've become successful, I have no idea because they're, they've got the most grating, aggressive voice. Whenever I listen to their audio book, I'm like, how have how has this happened for you? You know, but but you are blessed with this soothing aura, I guess. Yeah, and I think it comes from practices that I do, like meditation and yoga and looking after myself. But I think my mum says I was born smiling. And as a baby, I just smiled and smiled. And she and I, you know, throughout my kind of time at school, because I didn't, you know, ever excel in anything at school. And I used to say to my mum, I'm not good at anything and everyone else is good at this and this. And she would say, but you're really good at smiling and that will get you really far in life. And I remember thinking, God, this is total bullshit. Oh, I don't know if I can say that. Was, you know, this is rubbish, but um, it's actually really true. And it's probably been like a major reason through, you know, some of the work that I've done and things that happen is just that energy, that positivity and, it does count for a lot. So I, um, I'm very grateful for that, but I think it's just my, it's my soul. It's my, it's me. And I've always been that way. I mean, I'd say your mum was actually being very prescient there. Cause I mean, she's sort of, maybe she knew before you did, but she's, she's guided you to the very thing that you've, you've ended up doing. You know, perhaps, you know, she's seen which way the wind was blowing. I mean, it's, I'd say one nil to your mum. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Literally, I could go on about my mum all day. The, the many things she said and done and helped with. I mean, she's she's quite a, a woman, but um, I'm glad you like the website. And <laughs> I'm glad everyone's feeling super calm. No, I'll, I'll one day get my M&S gig of um, Christmas advert. 
that will be the ultimate. <laughs> have you done, do you do voiceovers? I don't. I actually, I I have a friend who's a voiceover um, agent, and I've tried to kind of. We're kind of, you know, quite good friends. And I'm like, you know, are you, are you taking anyone on? But she's 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 not asked me yet. Maybe one day. <laughs> what? Unbelievable. Uh, now, may, may I ask, how did the? Uh, so I, I through balance, I've done quite a bit via Better You, and I've used the Better You stuff down the down the years. I went fully, I nearly said it's great gear, like fully northern when I, when I said that. But um, how, how did that come about? How did, how did working with, with Better You come about? Well, I've been a massive fan of theirs forever. Um, so I lived in Australia and there was this cafe called Sovereign. And it was run by this guy called Pete, who was very eccentric. He didn't wear any underpants, shorts, like a tank top, and, and was so innovative. When I think of everything he sold, like. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Blue light glasses, like magnesium, turmeric powder, like all, basically, if you had taken everything he did 10 years ago... You know, billion, billion dollar industries, everything that he was talking about has become mainstream. And one of the things that he did is he'd made his own magnesium oil with apple cider vinegar in because it was exfoliating. I mean, he was super cool. (laughs) So this guy could not have been more ahead of his time. Oh, my God. And I remember thinking blue light glasses, whatever. And now I wear them. (laughs) Now I wear them at night. (laughs) My wife even got me because I'm sat here so much. She got me. I never, never wear them, but. Um, no yeah like I I mean everything nut butters you know um, activated bread everything and he'd be doing it for years before he's kind of yeah very very interesting anyway he got me onto magnesium these magnesium uh, lotions that he'd make and then I came back to London and I was like I've got to get you know into magnesium a better you were like the I don't know if they were the only brand, but at the time, kind of doing creams and that you know through the body magnesium because obviously tablets have probably been around more. And I yeah I became obsessed with them, and then was taking their all their sprays, their vitamin D because I knew how important that was, especially coming from Australia back to um, London. Yeah, and then my I took put them with my son, you know, the minute he was little, put him on vitamin D and the and the health sprays. So, you know, every morning he'll open his mouth and I'll just spray his little vitamins into him. And mm. I'd always wanted to create my own range of supplements. Didn't have any idea how to do it and wasn't quite sure. But, had, you know, it'd been something that was brewing for a long time. And then we basically got to chatting and we were like, would you like to do something with me? And they said, yes. And it, generally just worked out and Andrew the founder I don't know if you've met him I don't think so he is amazing if I have I'm so sorry you should interview him he's so intelligent and incredible and the brand and everyone who works with the brand is so amazing and 
it started magnesium was their first product and he's got a great story around it but he's done so much research into kind of oral sprays and how they absorb much um they absorb really quickly and because they go direct and directly into the bloodstream rather than through the digestive system and so we created a range together there's four products and they're kind of all around motherhood so the first product that you might start with you don't have to start in this order but would be conception so this is a spray specifically for women who are trying to have a baby and then you move on to pregnancy and this was really important because during my pregnancy I don't know if your wife was the same but I was really sick and every morning like taking on those three or four giant pills was like a mental battle and you know a lot of the time you might throw it up and not get those nutrients and we know how important it is that you know your little baby is sucking the life out of you you need those extra nutrients so having that spray and not having to swallow anything having that pill three pill free formula is really important um and then there's the children's health spray and that's what's great about it is because you've got two kids you can use it over you know all your children it's just on dosage of their age so you just spray either three four five times based on Mm. their age and um there's thiamine in there and what's really good about that is it's really important for children's eyes so um Andrew was saying to me how obviously a lot of our kids are on screens especially you know modern day life but equally you know lots of zoom school um, and it's deteriorating our eyes. So it's really important to be supplementing with that to make sure that our eyes don't get damaged. And I was like, yes, I love it. Like there's just this amazing formulation for growth, for, you know, wellness that's thinking about the modern child, um, because obviously the modern child needs different things. Uh, and then the final product is your hair, skin and nails. So it's kind of cool. Get your glow back um because glow has been a big part of my brand and the word that I use so this is kind of amazing for people who want to grow their hair their nails have really lovely skin L- lots of lots of people brutal absolutely brutal <laughs> of all the people to roast me I never thought it'd be you I'm absolutely incredible <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying. Is that a picture of you behind yourself? Oh, there's a story. There's <laughs> interesting story here. Just to, I'm gonna get very defensive here. So we do these. Um, I own this company called Always Be Comedy, and we do these. We've been doing comedy nights for ten years. This year's our tenth year, and then as soon as the lockdown happened, we moved to online. So start of April, started these online comedy nights. Believe it or not, Rachel, sorry, I've t- I've, this is appalling talking about myself here, but uh, Rachel Paris and Marcus Brigstock were on Graham Norton recently talking about the shows they do with us that always be comedy. It was, I mean, re- like ridiculous uh, to watch it happen. I mean, it was, you know, it was absolutely bonkers. Anyway, we did, we did, there was one gig in particular we did, and there was a, there's a comedian and they had a poster of themselves behind them, right? And I, and I rinsed, after their set, I rinsed them. I was like, Someone's got tickets on themselves. Anyway, f- fast forward literally two weeks. We w- we won this we won this award for our for these virtual shows, and I they they the, the people who gave us this award, Joe, uh, sent this poster, and just <laughs> just to admit what a shameless hypocrite I am, I literally I could not print it out quick enough. As soon as it were print, pin up. Um, so yeah, absolute. Um, full-scale hypocrisy from me could not wait to pin it up um 
yeah. I mean, it's the fact that it's, it's the fact that it's the garland. I mean, it's. I love it. It looks like you're um, like a football legend, you know. I mean, you're making me want to take it down. I'll be honest. <laughs> we, we we did a gig recently. And there was a Q and A section, and someone in the crowd asked a question: "Is there anyone else you'd uh, put a picture up uh, behind yourself with garland with a garland wreath around the head?" And uh, yeah, I, I had to take that one on the chin. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, I mean, actually, one thing I wanted to ask there, apart from the fact that my hair will, will never grow. What, what was that feeling like when you, you know, because you say that the dream was to have a range such as this, but that must, that must be, I mean, an incomparable feeling when you're holding your own product with your, with your literal name on it. Um, what's that like? That must be wonderful. It's amazing. And I think something I have to remind myself is to really enjoy the moment. It's super easy, I think, for people to create something and think what's next what's next so I really try and like soak it in as much as possible and feel feel the pride feel the moment because you know otherwise it kind of goes and then you're thinking about what's next or how can I be better or be more successful or more this or whatever so it felt incredible it really did and we had some really great feedback within the first month that someone had taken it and fallen pregnant um you know feedback like that is amazing and you know anything that you can do to make people's lives better and I know you know how much you know becoming a mother meant to me and to help someone else do that is super incredible I mean that's absolutely that's I mean that is mind-blowing isn't it I know it really is it must be I do think about that as you know obviously we've created a fertility product and for anyone who works in fertility you know acupuncturists you know gynecologists to to know that you've helped people create more children it must be such an incredible achievement now that I'm with you the you know someone else this thing of it's important to smell the roses right and so like with you there that that thing of holding this this Madeline Shaw product you know that's I'm like living vicariously through you. As I, you know, I think I'm more proud. I'm more proud than you are. Um, but do, do you still set yourself goals, though? Do you, you know, do you do you do those exercises in six months X or in in twelve months X? Sort of. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking. So behind you, I've got a kind of vision board and then goals and and things like that. So yeah, I definitely do. I. I like to set sort of in different areas of my life. So might be financial, so saving or putting X into my pension. Uh, And then it might be relationship. So I have like my boyfriend's name and like all the different things that I want to do. So things like show up and rise, like listen to everything he says, make time for him. Um, and I, I, I like to look at those things. And then career wise, probably only think in six months. I find it hard to think in five years, just because if I think five years ago, how much has changed? I've just I don't know. I'm not someone that I don't even know what I'll be doing in five years time. So I, I like to think in six months and I like to have maybe one or two projects. that I'm like, this is my focus. And then there'll be lots of other little bits that happen around as well um but yeah I kind of think 
yeah, think like that. And I'm I'm flexible with timeframes as well. Because, the, you know, even with this Better You collaboration, it was meant to launch in September and then it moved, to, you know, things around. I think what I've learned is the best is to say what you want, write it down, have it in front of you, but then let it go. And just like, you know, it will happen in, in the time frame that it happens. And that's really hard, especially if you're a controlling person. But it's something that I've realised makes life easier because then you can just crack on with other things. I can, I can I can I can relate to all of that so much to the to the extent where I let you into a secret above my screen. I also have uh, very very. I mean, oh my god! And I have to remember that this is going out as a podcast, and people are going to listen to me oversharing it. I did an exercise with a life coach, and she had me do a, a letter from fear. Mm-hmm. So, right, all the things that you don't like about yourself and you know all, all the negativity and all of that set fire to that in the garden my as I walk back from my wife watched me do it in the back garden she walked me back in the she saw me walk back in the house and her face said what have I married and then and then there's a letter from love and you write all these great things about yourself we were we were in the <laughs> we were in the car and she's driving I'm in the passenger seat passenger seat and then she goes I've got something to admit and I went what is it and then I, I knew exactly what it was. And she went, I read, I read your letter. Honestly, the temptation to open the car door and roll out of the moving car through pure embarrassment. Uh, will, but, but anyway, I say that, it's still there. <laughs> Those exercises, they, do you find this? Hmm. To, to, to any of the doubters, do you find that the things, it, it works, doesn't it? The things do come true. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, manifestation I've always been like big on like I remember when I first started so it's going to be nine years in September I I was quite I was so confident in my head I think sometimes you have to be that to start something like I thought I didn't understand why journalists wouldn't be interested in interviewing me about health and wellness I like couldn't get it I was like this is the most important thing in the world and everyone should know about it and I remember saying to someone like I want to do something with innocent smoothies and I want to like you know I'm gonna I'm just gonna like have a smoothie range with them or something like really big like that and that specifically didn't happen but four years later I designed a smoothie range for Savse which is another kind of big juice range and have my own ones with like my face on the front and stuff and I I look back and I go oh my god like in my head like I was so sure of myself that something like that would happen and it didn't happen exactly but three years later it did happen in a, in a very real way and lots of stuff like that's happened to me like really weird and that's why I try and think big and I I think that yeah but but equally sometimes I can um self-destruct as well and think negatively and since something negative happens in my relationship or in you know my work or something not not really bad but just I don't know I think I, I can see it both ways. It's mainly positive, but I can also see when I self-sabotage as well. Do you, do you I, 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 I did do therapy for years. I don't, I, these days it's like once a year, it's like popping for the MOT and all that. But, but I, used to go, I used to go every single week. Now the, the big thing, I shouldn't say the big thing, one of the big things <laughs> was self-talk. And yeah. honest to goodness, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's life changing, isn't it? When you when you realise 
that I mean, I, I mine mine was appalling. I mean, absolutely appalling. Um, but when you realise that you, you 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 have to and can do something about that, I mean, that's um, that seismic stuff, isn't it? Mm. My yeah, my first kind of understanding of that was when I was living in Australia, I did 40 days, 40 nights of yoga. And each week we met for different themes. And one of the themes was what tapes do you play in your head? And they said, go away, listen to the thoughts and see if there's a theme. And my theme, which I'm sure a lot of women, I'm sure men as well can relate to was the victim tape. Something bad happens to me. Some very handsome man saves me probably because I've watched a lot of Disney and (laughs) rom-coms and that has just gone in. But yeah. And I used and then it would used to happen in relationships or things because I was constantly playing this tape of like, oh, poor me, you know, I'm, you know, this is wrong or I'm too small. And then this big presence will come in my life and look after me. And like, I really had to, I was probably 22, 21, 22 when I figured that out. And I was like, I've got to be my own hero. And I think we've all got to do that. I think that that kind of victim mentality and that sort of putting off happiness until someone else comes and makes it better is probably something a lot of people can relate to. Um, and I, it, it's something like I can sometimes go back into because it's, you know, definitely had a good 20 or so years of kind of submerging in it. But it's something that I really was, I was kind of sad. Like it was quite shocking when you realise that you're like playing out these really kind of dark scenarios to to then be saved by someone else I, I again i mean yeah if, if if we're in the same room i'd give you a high five on that one my, <laughs> mine is um so now, I mean, my therapist bless her I've, I've admitted to her that sometimes i'll have to say something out loud like stop it like that and, she, and she'll go no no that's good that's good do do that but I mean, my, even now to this day, my poor wife, I'll be like putting the dishes away and she'll be in the room next door and she'll hear me just go, shut up. Because I'm having to stop myself from going down that mental path of, you know, doing the kind of punching myself in the face. But to, uh, I guess people that don't do that, they 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 must they, they won't know what, we're, what you and I are talking about. But um, I think it's probably more common than than the, the, the greater world realises. A hundred percent. Well, they say sometimes it's, the first few sessions of therapy when people are at their worst because you suddenly go oh god like I think like that or I'm having these sorts of thoughts whereas sometimes it can be completely like unconscious right those these thoughts like I hate myself you're so ugly you're this whatever they're just going on and you're not even realizing because they've just been there for so long and then you go see someone and they start unpacking it for you I think that it can be really difficult and probably it's why a lot of people don't do the work right it's really can be really difficult at first and then it does get better oh I mean that forgive the uh I know I I talk like someone's had a lot of therapy but the journey that journey of the self is so powerful and it's it's incredibly painful but you do know that as you're embarking on it as painful as it was I mean I'm not saying I'm (laughs) because now I'm cured no but as, as painful as it was you know as long as you keep telling yourself this is this is a really powerful and great thing that you're doing i mean that that journey's uh i mean it's it, it was tough but it, it's the best isn't it mm, absolutely he, he said while def- defensively folding his arms but you, you, yeah 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 <laughs> tear down his right cheek um but you're not you're not to me 
what has been I know I'm not meant to interview you but I'm I'm just intrigued what has been the most helpful therapy or discovery or coach or moment for you uh, just over 10 years ago to the day deciding I wasn't going to drink anymore okay and now my th- now my therapist when I told her that I was going to do this I think she f- I got the impression that she thought she'd failed in some way because she was like I don't think I don't think you need to do that where I was I was very much no this is yeah. a decision I'm going to make and I think I'm going to stick with it and she I mean a couple of times she'd come back to it she'd be like you're absolutely sure because I think she wanted I think in her dream scenario she'd have me as uh, the kind of person that could have one or two drinks but yeah. I knew I can't do that uh, so I would say that that was the singular most powerful thing because of all the things that happened as a uh, a consequence, a very positive consequence uh, of that. I mean, I, 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 could, I could write a literal book about the impact that that can have uh, on your life. H- how about yourself? I think definitely that kind of 40 days and 40 nights of, yoga I guess it taught me so many things it taught me discipline it taught me meditation and it taught me about the tapes that I play in my head and that was really life-changing um what else has been a really amazing thing for me I think being in Australia like just that experience of finding my feet in a new country there's something kind of incredible about not having the ghosts of the past you know probably for you like alcohol pressuring you down the pub you know your friends living in a certain way you were like you almost got a fresh slate where I was like I can choose my friends and I can choose what I do and I hang out and that was really liberating to allow me to become me because probably for a long time I did what I did to fit in with the people that I had grown up with and knew and did and so I think that was really liberating to just give me these kind of three years of space to to figure that out so I think that was really incredible I'm just going to go on record and say this has been one of my in more than 120 episodes this has been one of my absolute favorites and I I can't thank you enough but I'm also mindful you've been stupendous. I just looked at the clock and it's sort of a always sort of a great chat when it's at least half an hour later than you than you thought it was so now, a question that I often forget to ask, and it's the name of the podcast, is may I ask, uh, what, what do you do for, for balance, Madeline? For balance, I make sure I check in. And I think I like to do like a little 45 second check in where I close my eyes and I center myself and I go, what do I need? And I think I try and do this every day. And that just really helps me, you know, know what I need in that moment, whether that's I don't need to exercise today or I do need to eat these kind of foods or like I need to just like take a break from work. And I think I achieve balance by constantly yeah, reconnecting and knowing what I need in that moment. And I think I achieve balance by looking at my life in pillars and nourishing all I'm sure you've done the wheel of life, all the kind of different segments of it and giving them equal weight. Um, And when one of them feels like it's not as, you know, not filling me up as much, giving more attention to it so that I feel, 
yeah, I feel like I'm giving and spending time with my family, but also on myself and in my friendship. So just giving evenly to each thing. And when things slip, as they do, just bring you back a bit more love to that. Well, look, you've, you've inspired me. I'm going to, I'm going to do the, the values exercise. I'm going to do my first uh, manifesting list for how many months will it be? Only a couple of months. That's not too bad. But you, you got, you've, in the best way possible, you've inspired me to do that. And then also, I would heartily, I mean, I hyperlink it in the episode anyway, but I would heartily recommend you check out, not you, obviously, you. <laughs> check out your own website, Madeline. But um, Madeline has done a 10-point uh, guide to well-being on uh, madelineshaw.com that is, I mean, it is, the very tenets of life itself are within those those 10 points. And uh, <laughs> But I think if we all adhere, if the thing is with those kind of things is that if we were to all adhere to them, I know, I know, such are the vag- the vagaries of life. But I mean, that's it, isn't it? It's, it is. It's all there, really. Yeah, I think sometimes when you think about health, even if you think about humanity and how we interact with each other, it really is quite simple. We just get in our own way all the time. <laughs> like you know, we really do know what's good for us and and what's right to do. And I think. I don't know we overcomplicate things I think maybe it's because we like to discover more but actually simplicity is key I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I, I do love me some uh namaste hands and and there you go yeah that that was that was that was such uh such an honor to chat with you so thank thank you so much Madeline no I had such a nice time I uh yeah big smile on my face me too bless you thank you very much for everything thank you take care thank you Huge and heartfelt thanks to Madeline and the people who made it happen. Such a, a privilege to chat with and, and listen to Madeline. If you've enjoyed it, please do us a solid. We are at Balance LDN across the socials. I'm at James Gill Comedy. Huge and heartfelt thanks to you all as always. We have hyperlinked uh, Madeline's Better You range in the episode. Uh, thank you again to Madeline. Good luck to all of you. Genuinely, as the as the restrictions ease. I appreciate it's not easy. Of course, it's not easy. That itself brings with it uh, fresh anxieties. I guess if you're venturing out for the first time in a in a while, it is it's it's it is unusual. Um, you can see already things are busying up, aren't they? Um, so good good look out there. I really I really mean that. Um, take care. We'll see you next Monday. Thank you as always. I've been James Gill. Goodbye. <laughs>